0: We're doing an oldie for you this week as we talk about You Can't Hurry Love by The Supremes. Here we go.
1: Hello friends, I'm Jamie C aka megamix.com and I'm here with my co-host, the master of the flower bomb known as Slip with Five Eyes. What's up, skater?
0: I'm going to drop so many flower bombs. Uh you can find me at Shazam the Cisco Genie on uh, yes. all of the uh Social media, so just kidding, everybody. That's a super inside reference to our backyard wrestling days. It's uh, gonna
1: be, and it's the first of two Shazam references we'll have in this episode. <laughs>
0: uh, I am Alan Slip with Five Eyes or Slip on all the social medias.
1: So uh, you ready to talk some Supremes or? What?
0: Oh, we're going back in time, like deep, deep back in time. I mean the sixties, but yes, the sixties. Yeah. I mean,
1: you know, I was thinking about this uh, when I was putting this together. I was what I was thinking about that the name Supremes is quite the flex.
0: Oh yeah, right.
1: I'd be like, we're the Supremes. And I thought, you know it's it's pretty apt. I mean one of the one of the greatest you know artists of all time, especially in the genre of, of R&B to, to call yourself the Supremes is awesome. So <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty. That was my first thought when I was thinking about them. So so good stuff. you know I'm, I'm sure there's lots of other bands out there that have you know kind of names that are as, as braggadocious. Uh, but uh, this was you know obviously one of the first. And uh,
0: well done. All right. Well, let's talk about the song here. Uh, let's get you to do some background.
1: Oh, you're, you're trying to...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, all right. Background. Uh, the Supremes were, in, were the all-female singing group that was the leading act of Motown Records during the 1960s, uh, originating in Detroit, Michigan in 1959 as the Primettes. The uh, group was originally conceived, conceived as a sister act to the Primes, which was a band that was a forerunner to the Temptations by future Temptations member Paul Williams. The original members of the Primettes, all from the Brewster Douglas Public Housing Project in Detroit, were Florence Ballard, Mary Wilson, Diana Ross, and Betty McGlown. Uh, In 1960, McGlown was replaced by Barbara Martin, and the group, with uh, Smokey Robinson's help, got an audition with uh, Motown Records. Uh, Motown founder Barry Gordy made them wait until they finished high school, then signed the four Primettes to a Motown contract in 1961, and they changed the name of the group to The Supremes. Nice. Yes. Uh, Success was was, uh, slow to come to The Supremes, whose records produced poor results for several years after they signed with Motown. Uh, The Supremes got on the track to fame in 1963 with the release of When the Love Light Starts Shining Through His Eyes, which was produced by Motown's powerhouse trio, Brian Holland, Lamont Dozier, and Eddie Holland, uh, a.k.a. Holland Dozier Holland. Uh, Barbara Martin left the group in early 1962, and Ballard, Wilson, and Ross carried the Supremes forward as the soon-to-be-famous trio, and their first number one hit was in 1964, the song Where Did Our Love Go? Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. Singing a range of musical styles from doo-wop, pop, and soul to Broadway show tunes, psychedelic soul, and disco, the Supremes achieved mainstream success during the mid-'60s. Um, A large part of their success was due to Motown's legendary songwriting team that we mentioned earlier, Holland Dozier Holland. Uh, Motown choreographer Charlie Atkins contributed their smooth moves, including hand gestures that gave the group their style. So by the time they released their ninth studio album, The Supremes' A-Go-Go, in August 1966, The Supremes already had six number one hits, but they had yet to top the Billboard 200 albums chart. Uh, That would change with Supremes' A Go-Go, which became the first album by an all-female group to reach number one on the Billboard 200 album chart. One of the reasons the Supremes' A Go-Go was so successful was You Can't Hurry Love. So uh, let's take a look at the song itself with some quick stats, shall we? All right. Yeah. So You Can't Hurry Love was recorded on uh, June 11th and July 5th, 1966 in Studio A at Hitsville, USA. Um, Hitsville USA is the nickname. It was given to Motown's first headquarters and recording studio. The house, uh, which was formerly a photographer's studio, is located in Detroit, Michigan, near the New Centre area. The house was purchased by Motown founder Barry Gordy in 1959. You Can't Hurry, Love was written and produced by Holland Dozier Holland. Uh, according to Lamont Dozier, he said, it was a gospel thing that Brian Holland came up with, Dozier said. He wrote the melody and Eddie Holland got the title. It's a term our grandparents used. In other words, don't rush things. You're so young. Instrumentation was provided by the legendary Funk Brothers, a group of session musicians who played on some of the biggest songs of all time. Uh, We've got Earl Van Dyke on piano, Robert White on guitar, James Jamerson on bass, Benny Benjamin on drums, and Jack Ashford on tambourine.
0: I love James Jamerson and Benny Benjamin.
1: (laughs) It's so good. Uh Uh-huh. Over at uh, Stereogum, Tom Brayen wrote about You Can't Hurry Love in September 2018 as part of his number one series. He said, every one of the Supreme's hits had a big beat working for it, a 4-4 engine driven by hand claps and, hand claps and bass drum hits, but none of the hits leading up to You Can't Hurry Love had quite, had a beat quite, like that, quite that big. The first thing we hear on the song is the bass, a perfectly syncopated riff that, at least at the beginning of the song, is just one note. Soon enough, the tambourines come in, and by the by the time the second verse comes around, it's exactly as orchestral and effervescent as you'd want a song from ni- circa nineteen sixty six Motown to be. But all through the song, that beat is the focal point. Even more than the vocals, Diana Ross and her fellow Supremes flit around that bass line like hummingbirds. All so, right. Some some beautiful prose. Uh-huh. From uh from Stereo Gums Tom Braham. The track clocks in at two minutes and forty-nine seconds. Ooh. A Little bit short by Super Hits podcast standards, but really the norm for the time, you know, those, those uh, singles short for radio uh, purposes. their uh, they're attention spans, a lot shorter in <laughs> the '60s.
0: Are you um, saying that we have long attention spans these no, days? We don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, it was released on Motown Records as a single on July 25th, 1966, a month before the album was released. Uh, the B-side to the track is, "Put Yourself in my place." Uh, not a spectacular song, but decent. Discogs.com lists 26 versions of the single. All the seven-inch versions have the same two songs. Uh, there are some variations in sleeve art and labels, but nothing really stands out. In 1967, however, the Supremes released the single in Italian, and uh, it was called L'Amor Vera. Uh-huh. Nice. So getting into the Italian market with that, with that one. Uh, as far as compilations go over the years, it's been on a ton of them. Um, like hundreds. Uh, some notables that I found: uh, in 1970, uh, there was a Motown comp called Motown Winners Circles, Winners Circle Number One Hits Volume Five. So many number one hits! Uh-huh.
0: It's
1: Volume Five of the number one hits. <laughs> a 1976, comp called Motown Monster Hits uh-huh. Volume Two. And uh, here's one that I that I that I liked: uh, a 1982 compilation called Get This Girl Group Super Hits. <laughs> hey. Yeah, exactly. Taking our name. I did the- find uh, an undated UK compilation called DJ Essentials New Year's Eve 1, open parenthesis mega mixes. Oh. Yeah, I know, right? You Can't Hurry Love is part of the New Year's Eve Mix Part 2, aka Party Time. And there is another part of this uh, mix called New Year's Celebration Mix Part 2, also featuring Prince's 1999. Oh, interesting so,
0: that you'd mention that.
1: Very interesting. Mm-hmm. As far as Greatest Hits packages, it's pretty much on all of them, and there are a lot. Yeah, Um, We've got for the Supremes, we've got Greatest Hits, we've got Super Deluxe, Diana Ross and the Supremes Anthology, 20 Golden Greats, at their best, 20 Greatest Hits, their Greatest Hits, Diana Ross and the Supremes 25th Anniversary Collection, Love Supreme, The Ultimate Collection, The Number Ones. Gold, the Supremes, gold, and the essential Diana Ross and the Supremes, that's just a snippet. It's just like, packages.
0: just squeezing so much out of the song.
1: Oh my god, I mean, you know, as much blood from this stone as possible.
0: I should mention on the Discogs uh, site, so I don't have this single, uh, the one that you, you mentioned. Don't? No, I do not. I
1: thought, you, uh, I, got, I thought I got it right from your list.
0: Uh, I, pro- I have a later version, uh, but I do not have the 1966 single, so I've actually just added it to my oh. want list. Okay. Um also just when you go to Discogs, like so much content. When they started yeah. releasing, they released like what, like ten singles a year? Yeah. It's just yeah, yeah non stop throughout the sixties. So yeah,
1: just tons and tons of stuff. Yeah. So, according to IMDb, You Can't Hurry, Love has appeared in media such as uh, a 1985 episode of Hill Street Blues. Um, <laughs> it has a, a pretty significant appearance in the 1986 Whoopi Goldberg film Jumpin' Jack Flash.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It was featured in a 1991 episode of Beverly Hills 90210 and uh, was part of a, uh, a bunch of other Supreme songs on the Beach Shazam show in <laughs> 2017. So, not... Not about the Cisco Genie, but about the app Shazam. Okay. Would, uh, I, what was it? They were trying to identify songs. I can't exactly remember what that show was about.
0: I mean, if it's about Shazam, that's probably what it was.
1: Well, and if it's, and if it's about how you beat Shazam, I mean, it's pretty clear. A sexy cyclone spinning heel kick. That will do it. Garbage. <laughs> um, the 1988 film You Can't Hurry Love, starring David Leisure, Scott McGinnis, Anthony Geary, and Bridget Fonda, Uh, includes the Phil Collins version of the track, uh, as do a bunch of other films. So yes, there is a Phil Collins cover. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yes. Do you want to talk about lyrics?
0: All right.
1: Uh, So according to the Wickeye, the song, A Memory of a Mother's Words of Encouragement, telling her daughter that with patience she will find that special someone one day, is an example of the strong influence of gospel music present in much of R&B and soul music. Um, the song was inspired and by and partially based upon You Can't Hurry God, He's Right on Time. A 1950s gospel song written by Dorothy Love Coates of the original gospel Harmonettes. Okay. Uh, Dozier said that there are multiple layers to the song's title. It's really a double meaning, though, he said. We used love, but we were really saying to take your time, feel your direction, find out where you're going, study the terrain more before you dash off into an unknown place. You can't hurry anything. I think we were trying to reconstruct Come See About Me. Uh, For context, Come See About Me was another song by the Supremes written by Holland Dozier Holland. You know, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. um, But I thought, let's check in with the folks at song meetings. Oh, gosh, please. A user named Amaya-Chan wrote, This song has a special meaning for me because right now I'm learning the lesson is teaching the hard way. You can't go rush out and find someone to love right away. You have to be patient and wait for the right one to come along. Oh, that oh that's sweet. Uh, Flutter 90, 40, Flutter forty nine wrote, "God, I love this song. It's about keeping calm and just waiting for love to come your way. We all want love, but we can't rush out and get it as much as we wanted to. Uh, it it won't happen like that. It happens when you least expect it, and with who you least expect." Okay. Oh, they, oh, wait, sorry, their comment continues. Oh, Actually, a memory I have of this song is actually a little contradictory. I was driving to work and had just got on the phone with a guy i like, but I didn't realize it then. But I was, as I was driving, the song came on and I began to sing along. And as the chorus hit, it hit me that I liked him. It was an amazing feeling. So that's <laughs> even nicer. Wow, okay then. Um, for fun, because there wasn't a lot of, of stuff to mine here. I decided to check the comments for the Phil Collins version. <laughs> um, there was one that stood out for me. Uh, user Elton Fan said, through every divorce he ever went through, he remembered these words. <laughs> yes!
0: <laughs> Amazing. Uh,
1: and uh, for our friends at SongFacts on the actual Supremes version, user Kat from Adelaide, Australia said, love equals orgasm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't hurry it. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Uh, should we talk reception? Yes. So, You Can't Hear Love entered the Billboard Hot 100 on August 13th, 1966, at number 66. Uh, sandwiched right between Look At Me Girl by Bobby V and the Strangers, and I Believe I'm Gonna Make It by Joe Tex. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it hit number one four weeks later on September 10th, 19. 19- I put 1996. Best. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> 1986.
0: 1966. Shit. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, before you go on, do you know where Bobby V was born?
1: No, I did. I don't.
0: Fargo, North Dakota.
1: Yes, that's right. Did <laughs> you put that on like a road trip next once?
0: Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Bobby V was, uh, he kind of... I forget if he played the show or if he ended up having to kind of fill in after the the plane crash that killed Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper. Oh, all right, <clears throat> but anyways, nice, yes, they nice
1: drop in the facts on the Super Hits <laughs> podcast.
0: But yes, Bobby V. Anytime I hear that, I'm like Fargo man. Nice. Yeah.
1: Uh, would you like to know the rest of the top ten that week?
0: Oh yes, is Prince on that top ten? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is not.
0: Oh darn. All right, go.
1: <laughs> I had to shoehorn that reference in in never- <laughs> way, as you as you saw earlier. The rest of the top ten on September 10th, 19. 19- 66 we've got uh, number two donovan with sunshine superman number three the beatles with yellow submarine uh number four the happenings see you in september number five the Lovin' spoonful summer in the city we've got at number six land of a thousand dances not by the wwf wrestlers <laughs> but by wilson pickett yes the original. we've got at number seven bobby hebb with sunny uh number eight lee dorsey working in the coal mine Number nine, The Hollies with Bus Stop. And number 10, The Sandpipers with uh, Guantanamera.
0: That's a great top 10.
1: I I like it a lot. I think Mm. there's a lot of great songs on here.
0: Good job. uh, By the way, my
1: mom would listen to
0: that and be like, where are the Beach Boys? Why are they not there? (laughs) Just just (laughs) want to say. All right.
1: You Can't Hear Love spent two weeks at number one. It was Bounced by Cherish by the Association. Uh, overall, it spent 13 weeks in the Hot 100. It also hit number one on the Billboard Hot R&B Songs chart, the U.S. Cashbox Top 100, the U.S. Cashbox R&B chart, the U.S. Record World 100 Pop Top Pops, and the U.S. Record World Top 50 R&B. There was a lot of U.S. charts back in 1966. Mm-hmm. Um, internationally, it charted as high as number six on the Australian chart. Hit number 24 in the Netherlands, number three in Singapore in the UK, and uh, number one on Billboard Canada. Yes. Um, It also hit number one on the UK R&B chart on the RPM Canadian Top Singles chart because there was Billboard Canada and there was RPM. So let's go to the RPM. It peaked at number three on uh, September twenty sixth, nineteen sixty six. Would you like to know the rest of the Canadian (laughs) Top Ten? Yes, yes, I do. All right. At number one uh, on September twenty sixth, nineteen sixty six, in Canada, we've got The Kinks with "Sunny Afternoon." Mm -hmm. Um, At number two, Georgie Fame with "Getaway." All right. Um, at number four, we've got the Carlton Show Band with a song called Mary Plowboy. What the fuck? Uh, and now, this is weird. Also at number four, I guess they were tied. We have the Abbey Tavern Singers with Off to Dublin in the Green. What
0: the fuck are we listening to in Canada?
1: <laughs> I don't know. What dude? is that sound? doo dee do dee do
0: Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: but the rest of the top ten kind of mirrors the American top ten. Sunshine Superman, Yellow Submarine, The Association with Cherish, Land of a Thousand Dances. Uh, Slipping in there is Outsiders with Respectable and The Sandpipers uh, with Guantanamera uh, uh, rounding out the top 10.
0: Yeah, US wins that one.
1: Oh, absolutely. The Carlton Show Band. Come on. (laughs) Um, On the end of the year charts, You Can't Hurry Love ranked number 90 in Australia, 6 in Japan, 55 in the UK, and 8 in the US. As far as sales certification goes, I actually don't see this song listed on the RIAA site, but the uh, wiki, the Wiki, says it sold a million in the U.S. and six hundred thousand in the U.K. Both platinum. Streaming wise, uh, you can't hurry love. is Supreme's most streamed track on Spotify with almost three hundred twenty-eight million plays. All right. On YouTube, the official Supreme's channel version of the single, not the, any of the videos that uh, have them singing live, has almost eight million views. Awards-wise, the Supremes nowhere to be found at the ninth annual Grammy Awards. Uh, in fact, despite their success and acclaim, the group never won a Grammy. Mm. So, kind of a little little bit of a uh, miscarriage of justice there. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Though, I mean, I guess not that interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yes that said the song has been honored uh, by inclusion in the rock and roll hall of fame's permanent collection of 500 songs that shaped rock and roll uh the group of course was inducted to the rock and roll hall of fame in 1988 let's talk covers and samples all right uh as mentioned uh a little earlier, the the most well known cover, of course, Phil Collins' version from 1982. And uh, while the Supremes didn't hit number one in the UK with this song, Phil Phil sure did.
0: Oh, uh, you know what? I mean, I, I say this as a big Phil Collins fan. That yep. cover sucks. It does. I that's, <laughs> wow. that's that's I skip that one all the time. Uh, his
1: version also hit number ten in the US and number nine in Canada. And I said, "Come on, number one in the UK." But you know, I guess it's Phil. So. Uh-huh. Phil in the 80s, uh, you know, fairly untouchable. Fun fact, uh, Phil Collins' version was the uh, first track on the very first Now That's What I Call Music. Oh, nice. November 1983, so kicked off the series. Um, Other versions of the song include a cover by Phil Seymour, the band formerly known as the Dixie Chicks, and in... uh, 2019, Rafael de la Fuente and Elizabeth Gillies covered it in a musical episode of the television series Dynasty. Okay. Now so go check that out if you want to. There's at least one significant sample. That would be Iggy Pop using the beat in uh, Lust for Life. Ah, yes, of course. So we've got that. We've also got a group called The Bard and Bellas sampling it in Back to Basics. I guess that's from Pitch Perfect Uh 2. So it appeared on a soundtrack. (laughs) Uh, I've never seen it, so I have no idea what any of that means. And the uh, electronic group, The Loops of Fury, um, sampled it in a song called I Need. The other ones are just general medleys that are garbage, it looks like. So
0: there's your samples.
1: Um, Let's move on to music video. Of which there is none. Nope. Uh, Obviously, 1966, no music videos. I did watch their Ed Sullivan appearance from uh, September 25th, 1966. Performance is a little uneven, but it's still a good watch. Mm -hmm. Um, Phil's video, of course, (laughs) dorkastic. Yes. Uh, The dude sings with a couple of versions of himself, one who is wearing shades.
0: That's all I had to say about that. I fucking, you know, like, again, I. I just, I want to be proud to be a Phil Collins fan, but he makes it so hard. <laughs> He's just fucking embarrassing.
1: Yep. Anyways. Um, so let's uh, let's rate this song. All right. Obviously no video rating. Uh, what did you think of the song, big man? Yeah, so
0: what do you do with your uh, spreadsheet there with no video? Because this is going to come up again.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, I'm going to have to just put a, a dash.
0: All right. So no in in uh, I'm in the market research industry and work with big data. Yep. Uh, you can just call it Missing Data. So it does not count towards any averages that you would uh, put together.
1: Um, oh, okay. Missing Data. But it Got also it.
0: doesn't count towards your base size. So Okay, sounds good. So if you have 20 songs, for example, and yep. one of them is Missing Data, then you take your total score of the other 19 and divide it by 19. There you go.
1: Ah, all right. Yeah, because there's a video I didn't rate uh, previously as well, which would be, I believe... Uh, Bob Seeger's.
0: Yes. so, yeah, so take,
1: I'll, have to, I'll have to use that those tips and tricks. Well, there is that video
0: does exist. You could go watch it and rate it retrospectively. So. I guess
1: I could, but just, I didn't. So. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, just saying. Yeah. Just give it a five, anyways. Your uh, thoughts
1: on the song. Uh, the
0: song I'm going to give it a seven. Yes. Uh, it's it's a, obviously like a super classic uh, track. Everybody knows this one. Uh, the I honestly I think that the Phil Collins cover like ruins it a little bit for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, right? yeah.
0: It just it's I just hear that fucking
1: ugh. Hates <laughs> it a little bit.
0: Yeah, it doesn't work. And again, uh, you know, we're gonna talk about Phil a lot. We we already did in the Genesis version of the uh, mm. of this uh, the the Genesis version.
1: <laughs> Genesis
0: version. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about Genesis in a previous episode, but uh, I just yeah, that just takes it down a notch overall for me, which is too bad because, you know, I shouldn't be punishing the Supremes for it. But, I I mean, a 7 is a perfectly good rating. Uh, When it comes to kind of oldies, I like them all, but I'm not a big, uh, you know, 50s, 60s fan, like, over the top. Um, I just think it's, you know, memorable music, but it was not my wheelhouse. And uh, Mm. other than 80s stuff, which... I mean, I was I was alive in the 80s, but I, you know, I really enjoyed the music more kind of retro yes. than I did in the time, so I was willing to do that for the 80s, but not as much for the 60s, so yeah, I'll give it a 7.
1: I'm going to give it a 7 as well. I mean, this is a classic Motown cut. It's one of the all-time great R&B tunes. I mean, this predates us by a decade, over a decade, so yeah, not in our wheelhouse, but uh, I understand the greatness of the group and the sound and the impact that it had on music. Seven is a solid rating for me, but it doesn't... You know, like the 80s tracks and the 90s tracks, it doesn't hit me in the same way. Yeah. So, so, uh, seven out of 10 for me as well. Are uh, s- what are you cooking up for us? Before for, I uh, actually tell you it? what's happening next, why
0: did you decide on this song? What, what made you think you wanted to? Cause this is the oldest song we've covered by a pretty wide margin and the first time that we ventured back this uh, way, like into the 60s. So, what, what made you decide to go in this direction?
1: This something to do. Like, just like, let's take it in a different direction and see what we can mine out of it. Um, I think maybe, I think you might pay a little more attention to what the song might look like in an episode uh, before you pick it than I do. Sometimes I just pick it uh-huh. and hope it works out. Uh-huh. Um, I thought, you know, I mean, we didn't, uh, we didn't break a lot of ground, but we got to crack wise on Phil a bit, which was nice. <laughs> um, so I thought it, the episode's decent. Um, but yeah, I just, I like the song. I saw it on the list and went, all right, let's do this uh and you know me if we're gonna do the most recent track it's got to be me who does it and if it's the the, the oldest track gotta be me who does it <laughs> uh, you know me always got to be different
0: yeah so i'm gonna uh dip back into the the well of like the usual for this podcast because yes. i'm not as adventurous as you uh we're gonna go to 1981 tony basil and mickey you all know this one uh, yes it's gonna be a good chat next time and until then Hit us up at Super Hits Podcast on Instagram, at Super Hits Cast on Twitter, Super Podcast at gmail.com if you want to uh, correct us, or Mum if you want to request a Beach Boys song. Yes. Uh, let us know. Uh, don't do Kokomo, please. <laughs> uh, I am Slip with Five Eyes on all of the social medias. And uh, in case you forget to say it, go to megamix.com.com. Oh, yes. And you will find uh, this show is, along with all of your goodness on, uh, on music.
1: Yes, I, I never made a website or anything. <laughs> I'm so lazy. I'm also at megamix.com on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And uh, thanks for listening, friends. See ya!